could eat a page for hours. Please. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, your ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces in his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. I thought I'd lost you, boy. I am Zed, or Adrian. (laughs) My name is Linda, but you can call me the cheese. I guess I'm a Parmesan cheese this week because I'm between the rock and a hard cheese. Uh, I've, uh, I've got a <laughs> that made my gallstones hurt which i don't have anymore okay Donnie, i'm who the Donnie, hell are you? and you can call me the pebble Dottie can't afford to have gallstones <laughs> i can't it's a matter of life and death it's a matter of life and death so you'd better summon ramirez <laughs> yeah every time i go to the bathroom now it's like a hand zimmer score just starts playing it's just dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, 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 well folks this week's the rock and uh so i'm in inter- eternal pain also despite still having my gallbladder i'm gonna pour me some of this nice fresh american tequila mm-hmm. oh no not you and tequila again <laughs> is it no, sam it. hagar tequila what? are we saying this didn't go well last time <laughs> terrible <laughs> things happen <laughs> oh lord Oh, well, here's another hour and a half episode. <laughs> yeah. There goes another rubber tree plant. <laughs> God damn it. It's going to run the whole length of the rock. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so people at home, you already know what the rock is. Let's let's not let's not pretend. Mr. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, if only if only the Dwayne Johnson uh, had been in this. Uh, son of Sweet Emity Diamond. Um <laughs> Um, so, uh, the, the rock from 1996, it made a fuckload of money. It really needs no introduction. It cost the $75 million, but it made something like the $350 million, mm-hmm. which is more millions of dollars than they started with. So in the Hollywood, they call that a hit. <laughs> now there's some gobbledygook about Nicolas Cage being some kind of FBI guy and Sean Connery being some kind of guy who was in jail and Ed Harris vaguely going to this island where I guess there was a jail on it once, but now it's not a jail no more. The Rock is a tourist attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Uh, uh, So uh, this is this is by the now super infamous Michael Bay. This is only his uh, second uh, feature length film. Yeah, he was just a baby. Following Bad Boys, yeah, he was just a baby. Yeah, in a fact, baby, I, baby. He he, <laughs> in, in this, he done music videos. He did the music video for, and now we're doing a thing. Oh Jesus! Now. <laughs> yeah, but will you um, do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would do all of that. <laughs> um, but um, so uh, he didn't have much clout yet in 1996. Um, and uh, actually, uh, Disney was kind of like, well, I don't, I don't know about this guy. He really wants to do the shot of these uh, marine dudes sort of splashing down into the water. And we don't want to spend that much money right now. And Michael Bay is like, no, I want to do it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's my movie. I'm going to do it my way, you guys. And yeah. uh, Disney's all like, let's just shoot it uh, around L.A., you know, save some money. He's like, no, that island's so fucking bitching. Direct quote, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, wow. <laughs> I thought his direct quote was, I need craw, and then scrish, and then kaplaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's another direct Michael Bay quote. Uh, so uh, the, the Disney executives were going to, like, like wag their finger at him and say, well, you can't have that shot of the divers. That costs money. And then uh, and then Sean Connery was playing golf, and he's like, oh, Michael Bay, you're having some trouble with some executives. Just let me join you in there in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and Disney's like, sell Michael Bay uh, about the things, and Sean Connery was all like, oh, there, there aren't any things, boy. He's directing this movie. You're going to put in a scene with the divers. <laughs> Do you have a wife I could slap? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we say hello in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, well, my old man was Irish. <laughs> well, I'm t- I'll tell you what, the way that he looked in this movie, I wouldn't mind if he slapped me around a little bit. Oh, thank you, sir, yeah. especially after his haircut. Cut. Yeah, yeah, he cleans up. Nah, no, I'd say before. Um, okay. <laughs> you, oh, you want the crunch bitch. look, Connery? <laughs> so um, apparently, uh, so, so 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 for some reason, and uh, this is the riddle of the ages. For some reason, The Rock is uh, is on a Criterion DVD. Um, yeah, which doesn't make any sense, but the features are interesting. Uh, on it, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer actually recounts a story about how Michael Bay really, really, really wanted to be James Cameron. Yes. He wished, like every five-year-old boy, which Michael Bay will always be, uh, he wanted to be James Cameron more than anything in the whole wide world, and he wanted to be a giant douche on set, just like Mm -hmm. Cameron is famous for being. And Jerry Bruckheimer said, quote, James Cameron's a total asshole. Why the hell would you want to emulate that? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I may not like Jerry Bruckheimer, but damn, was he ever right? <laughs> he was. Uh, so um, this this uh, this is the last movie from uh, from the uh, great movie producing team, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, um, which terminated from Don Simpson having a massive cocaine induced heart attack while this movie was being made. It wasn't just the cocaine, but also... No, it wasn't um, only cocaine. No, yeah, yeah. he had 200 other drugs in his system at the time of his death. Yeah, including Um, antipsychotics, antidepressants, uh, sedatives. He he cycled through 15 different doctors, and he spent $60,000 a month on prescription drugs. He loved cocaine. He loved hookers. He loved S&M. He was a a treasure. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the the odd thing is that Don Simpson was actually the balancing factor in that team. If you see Jerry mm, yeah. Bruckheimer's movies after Don Simpson's death. Um, and Don Simpson actually wrote a couple of things early on before he turned full time to producing. He actually wrote Paul Bartel's Cannonball. Oh. Which I don't I know think why. I thought terrific. you were going to say Paul Blart. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, okay. Although, uh, let me give a shout out to my friend Joseph at the gym who was actually writing a Paul Blart sequel. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, no, jo- Joseph, if you're listening, you're amazing. Dog <laughs> you speed, can achieve sir. your goals. <laughs> he can. Uh, but uh, Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, before I lose the thread in my tequila haze here. Um, so they, they, they worked together throughout the 80s and to the mid-90s. Um, and uh, they did uh, pretty famous stuff like Top Gun, Flashdance, Michael Mann's Thief, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And uh, on this particular movie, actually, you can see that Don Simpson touch is that it's very well documented that the Ed Harris character was was very much his idea and like everything that went with it, which mm-hmm. is like the like most real thing in this in this batshit mess of a film. True. Yeah. Just out of and, place. So. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what's out of place. Like you will give that order. I cannot give that order. You will give the order. <laughs> <laughs> what's the matter with you, soldier? <laughs> I'm pretty sure 
particularly a fan of like the opening scene, one of the opening scenes of the tombstone that says his wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guess written by Peter Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) She had died of a rotten vagina. (laughs) Like, I wonder who's buried there. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, I miss you. And then he puts the bullet on the tombstone because he doesn't need it anymore. He's no longer a lethal weapon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. uh. So we, we, I, I'm glad you mentioned the Ed Harris. Uh, the Ed Harris uh, is kind of famous because um, uh, he was in stuff like Creepshow. Yeah. And, and he was in yeah. Alex Cox's Walker. Um, <laughs> and you said uh, Cox. So, uh, <laughs> Come on, Alex Cox, man. He did Repo Man. I but uh, uh, so stuff. Ed Harris did this movie in between doing the god awful and eye for an eye with Sally Field and uh, before doing Clint Eastwood's absolute power, just just to ground ground it in, in his career for you for you folks. Um, and for the Sean Connery, who also needs no introduction. Um, you but know. let's do it anyway. Let's, let's do it anyway. <laughs> well, it, this is actually one of three movies he did in 1996. Um, the the other ones being the abysmal first night with the Richard Gere. Oh, whoa! Yeah, and and being the voice of a CGI dragon in Dragonheart. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I had a classmate freshman year who said, "It's like, man, everybody wants Connery after Dragonheart. Everybody wanted the fucking dragon." <laughs> <sighs> You're the man now, dragon. <laughs> um, and after this movie, he did The Avengers, the one with Uma Thurman and Ralph mm. Fiennes, and mm. Playing by Heart. Uh, but we all know that Sean Connery's best movie of the 1990s was Highlander 2, the renegade version. Hell yeah. <laughs> you both shall have your full yeah. measure of life. Use it well. Oh. Is he Egyptian? Is he Scottish? It's Nobody a knows. Match. Is Nobody he cares. Spanish? <laughs> Ramirez. There can be only one. It's really too bad Christopher Lambert and Ice T weren't in this movie. They really would have completed the picture. <laughs> Albert Pions, The Rock. Oh God, no! So uh, I know you guys have a lot to say. We all have a lot to say because it's The Rock. But uh, before we go any further, I just like to mention another star in this movie: fucking Bokeem Woodbine. Hell yeah! <laughs> star of Crooklyn, Strapped, and Wishmaster too. Yeah, witness him. He does. I don't. Oh. I don't know if he actually gets any full on lines in this, but he's totally fucking there. There's no mistaking. But Bokeem Woodbine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he was also in 3,000 Miles to Graceland, but he dies in like the first five minutes. So, If anyone has any power out there, could we please have a Wishmaster versus Leprechaun finally? I kind of Fuck need yeah! <laughs> Full moon? Wishes Come for us, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of awesome series, by the way, believe in me. Be my victim. Oh my god. Jesus. Yes. Tony fucking Tony Todd. Tony Todd. <laughs> Tony Todd was not only the candy man, by the way. Contrary he's to He's also belief. the Rocket Man? Yeah, yeah. He's all, and this he's the Rocket Man. Nicolas Cage launches a missile into him. Um in in one of the most memorable scenes in the film. They're discussing Elton John, it kinda got out of hand. Uh, yeah. but Tony Todd was also in Platoon and the Crow. Oh, that's right. I didn't remember yeah. Platoon, you're right. Yeah, it was totally in there. Yeah, a lot of people were kind of on the side in Platoon, just like a lot of people were just like randomly mm-hmm. on the side in this movie. It's like, holy fuck, what a cast! Yeah. What are they doing in this? Yeah, 
It was just another Tuesday. Ah, uh, just another Sunday. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um. So um. So Michael Bay's a dick. Um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they they the the uh, the car chase in this movie, the one where they're going around San Francisco and the cameras just kind of shaking around on them and while well, they're pretending to be driving. I hardly noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a subtle. Uh, that effect. was that was not in the original script. Uh, that was that was thrown in. I think I, I don't I don't know whether or not it was thrown in after test audiences or not. But uh, Michael Bay said there was quote a big flat hole in the script at that point. Yes. I don't know how you get a flat hole. Yes. They kind of have depth. So like like but this this shows the uh, the level of intelligence we're dealing with. It's Michael Bay. And he wanted to get a younger audience involved. Right, he wanted to attract a younger audience. And in the 90s, you did attract the younger audiences to R-rated movies, by the way. Yeah. Hmm. You know, you, nowadays, you cannot make $300 million with an R-rated movie. But in the 90s, like you couldn't make $300 million unless you made an R-rated movie. So that's... That that's that's I I don't really miss the '90s, mind you, but in in though that that is one way in which I think it was better. Um, it was, and, but you also had movies like The Relic that actually got theatrical releases instead of direct to video, and those things were really popular back then too. It's like you just don't have a lot of those movies doing that now. They just don't yeah. have the pull they used to. Yeah, I remember Not saying every kid great, in my high but... school would be would be talking about shit like that too. They'd be all upon for you know the the relic or the puppet masters or some shit like that. Oh yeah, and looking yeah. back, it's like you know, yeah, like, I guess it's a little ho hum. You know, it's no Highlander too. <laughs> no, no, nothing is Highlander too. But it's no Doll um... Man. <laughs> <laughs> doll Man oh. versus the demonic toys. We uh, love you, Mar- Tim Thomerson. I love him so much because dry hair is for squids. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Mark Rossner, uh, who, who, who was one of the writers on this, uh, he worked on the V TV series. He's the one who, uh, oh. when Michael Bay suggested they get a car chase, Mark Rossner's like, uh, like, like, why the hell are you talking about demographics? I thought we were making a movie. And Michael Bay's like, yes. this is a business. Stupid Mark <laughs> Rossner never worked on a real movie. And it's like, yeah, he mostly he only worked in TV, really. But you know, mm-hmm. Michael Bay's still a bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other writers was were actually a writing team. They were David uh, Weisberg and Donald S. Cook. Uh, after this, they wanted to do Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd. Wow. Which um, is that? Yeah, if you think this is a turd, that's like a double turd. It's like it's like the, it's like the, the cross joint from uh, from Pineapple Express only as a turd. <laughs> um, I sadly it doesn't, can see that it doesn't matter that most of these guys wrote it because Sean Connery's like my dialogue kind of sucks and he's like hey uh, Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenas uh, my, my screenwriter friends from England could you rewrite my dialogue and they're like sure no problem and they showed up and rewrote basically all the dialogue which really <laughs> pissed off the writers well you know they they do suck I mean they, yeah, and uh, even Aaron Sorkin helped punch up the yeah, script. Yeah, they, they had a few people in to punch it up at various times. I think Tarantino might have been brought on also. Yeah, yes, he was yeah. uncredited, yeah. Because he, he'd, he'd worked for Bruckheimer Simpson before on Crimson Tide, mm. um, which right. is a better movie than this one. Um, uh, this movie was shot by a John Schwartzman, who was actually Nicolas Cage's cousin by marriage. Oh, He's, Schwartzman. Yeah, okay. Natalia Shire is his stepmother. Yeah. Um, and he shot fuck awful shit like Armageddon, Pearl Harbor, Meet the Fockers, but he also wow. shot Rockula. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to make you watch it sometime. I know you, 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 have to, you have to. Oh, oh. By the way, uh, we get a lot of comebacks in this one. By the way, just because the cast is so huge and varied, it's like a Top Gun type cast. It's just there's so fucking many. So we got Michael Bane again. You know, from from Deadfall. You know, mm. um, who was apparently very intimidated to be working around Sean Connery and real Marines. Because Michael Bain had played played Marines a whole bunch of times, but he had never been one. He's like, oh, man, they're real Marines. I'm not fit to lead them. Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, no. And he kept freezing. They're going to figure out I'm a chicken shit faker. It's like, yeah. yeah, I guess I can just do my best. (laughs) I guess guess his star hadn't quite fallen all the way into the toilet since his name is right below the title. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's not really in it that much, he's in this about as much as as uh, as Steven Seagal was in Executive Decision. Yeah. Well, I think they thought that they were doing something clever and doing like a, a Hitchcock like psycho fake out. It's like, no, oh yeah, Michael yeah. Bean's totally in this. He he's gonna totally survive. Yeah, they do. They, they do scrub a lot of people in that scene, and it's for the better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, other people returning, we got Philip Baker Hall. You know who played uh, Cage's dad in uh, in fucking um, Kiss of Death, and we got uh, William uh, Forsyth back from uh, yeah. Raising Arizona. You know, the, and uh, funny story oh, yeah. about William Forsyth on this picture is that uh, he went to while while they were shooting, uh, he went to go to the hot dog stand for the cast, right? Oh and, yes. And the person running the hot dog stand was like, "Um, <laughs> this is for cast members only. Extras don't get to go to this." And William Forsyth's like, "Are you kidding me? I'm William Forsyth." I was on the Untouchables TV series. I was one once upon a time in America. Why can't I get a hot dog? It's like you ain't no cast member. You an extra. And uh, eventually, and, and this the hot dog stand lady summons security, and and the security is like, "That's William Forsythe." And when <laughs> William like, Forsythe finally got his hot dog, he's like, "He's like, I've been shooting on this movie for three weeks, and they don't know I'm in it." And he's like, and and then he was like, "My God, what are they feeding the extras? Fucking trail mix? This place is fucking savage." <laughs> Poor William Forsyth. It does totally beg that that question. Like, yeah, what the yeah, hell yeah, were yeah. they feeding him? If you were if, an like, hot dogs movie, are you too could good. not even get a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, like Michael Bay and the producers were getting like steak. <laughs> you get the scraps left over from Michael Bay's whores when they're done eating his scraps. That's what oh, you get. God. You get and the they don't eat with their mouth. <laughs> Whereas uh, Sean Connery didn't want to take the ferry into the island every day so he had the producers build him a cabin yes. on Alcatraz how well, fucking badass is that well, like I want to reach that you can level have whatever sometime. you want you know you can you can make yeah. Rising Sun and Just Cause and people will still buy your movie tickets it's amazing <laughs> I kind of have a seven degree story about that that ties in with Highlander but it's kind of way off there I want to hear all about the Highlander <clears throat> well a friend of mine his grandfather was called in to rewrite the original script they had for Highlander. The original script, the Highlanders were not Scottish. They were Native American. And they just felt at the time that people weren't ready for Native American heroes on screen. So they gave Larry Ferguson the script. He rewrote it, and he was researching Scottish history at the time. So he made everything about centered in the Scottish Highlands. And they were still not sure about it because he wanted to get a big name actor to play Ramirez. And they weren't sure about the cost with going over to Scotland and filming. But then they found out Sean Connery lived nearby and they'd approached him about it. So then they're like, well, all right, fuck it. Maybe we'll actually do something with this. 
Then by the time they started getting to filming and it was near done, he decided, you know what, this is going to be a piece of shit movie. I don't want to be attached to this. So he sold his share to the other writers that helped on this, and he gets no credit for this whatsoever. Holy huh. damn. I know. Sean Funny Connery was cast just because he was hanging out nearby. That's, that's yeah. so random. Yeah. yeah. Huh. So, well, as you were saying. you know. <laughs> Here we are. God damn <laughs> Don't sue us. Don't sue us. Please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. (laughs) I'm still waiting for Gene Simmons to go away. Won't leave. I have a coworker who insists she's the biggest Queen fan in the universe. She did not know who Brian May was. Jesus Christ. She needs to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm still on my first shot. Maybe I should pace myself this time. I don't know. No, oh, you need to do it, and I'll give you background music. Okay, what's going to have to happen, Adrian, is you and I are both going to separately have to run down some stairs, push over some bellboys, crash into some dishes, and then get in a car car chase. Yes, get in the Humvee so I can Give me back my Hummer. I'm only borrowing your Humvee. <laughs> oh, you're you a know, ridiculous a, ethnic stereotype. I have a sort of kind of funny, funny Shock story about that guy. <laughs> um, the guy, the owner of the uh, the Humvee, the Humvee, he's yes, the, the Humvee. Humvee. <laughs> he also had his uh, car stolen at, uh, from Ed Harris in National Treasure Two: Book of Secrets. Oh shit! Oh, was that the was that the guy? I thought the guy that got knocked down and had the bike taken was the guy. Wow. But I have been drinking. No. Well, um, at the same time, Ed Harris did play the exact same character in National Treasure 2 as he did which in Which was this also movie. by Jerry Bruckheimer and also from <laughs> Disney. Well, Thanks, the guy, Disney. Thank the guy you that so had bloody his, much. Uh, Humvee stolen. It was Hans Jorg uh, Struhar. Yeah. And uh, he's only had those two acting roles because he's actually a costume and wardrobe guy. And mostly and- he just drives Humvee. but he was uh he in this movie he was um he was sean connery's dresser and uh he's actually been uh been in charge of cage's personal costuming for numerous films including bangkok dangerous next and world trade center we are crashing towards that inevitability <laughs> i hate the Pang brothers um, just think also, about gone in 60 seconds uh run. <laughs> Um, also, also in the rock, by the way, we get David Morse, uh, John yes. Spencer from the West Wing and John C. Yes. McGinley. Mm. Dr. Cox. John C. McGinley, who is in Highlander 2, The Quickening. God damn it. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I just knew about him in Scrubs. You, you didn't know that? Dude, John C. McGinley has been in a fuckload of things. I've actually seen yeah. his first five films. He's been, he's in like everything. I'm pretty sure he's I'm not a head without a name. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to rewatch Highlander. Oh, the by Highlander the way, um, uh, Cage's uh, Cage's fiance and girlfriend is Vanessa Marcel from Beverly Hills 90210. 
Oh. And, and uh, uh, General Hospital, yeah, one of our parents' right. stories. And she's hardly done any films, and she's done a lot of TV, and she sucks. I don't know yeah. if you knew this, but she really just sucks. I don't know how the hell she got in this movie. She's terrible. The only thing some... she seemed concerned with was finishing fucking Cage. Yeah, it's like, I want to keep writing your I dick because I'm Catholic. Did I mention I'm Catholic? Yeah, I'm, I'm unmarried and really I have hard. a baby and I'm Catholic. Do you like but she was also, uh, Oh my god. She was also naughty, naughty, naughty. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, speaking of people who suck, uh, Jim Caviezel was in this movie as the rear F-18 pilot. Because fuck him. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, while we're on the subject to fuck him, uh, Donnie, you mentioned Hans Zimmer earlier. Yes. The most generic composer since James Newton Howard. Yes. He and, did the scores to Chill Factor, Drop Zone, Pacific Heights, Pearl Harbor, Hannibal. Why, who could forget those scores? Yeah, and we Anybody. were actually talking about that last night, Lucille and I. With We were trying to decipher if it was him, because I told her it was Hans Zimmer that did the score, and she thought it was the man who did the score for the first Pirates of the Caribbean. The, uh, another very bland man who also re- kept repeating the same score most of his life. Yeah, yeah, it's like incidental music. I don't know what that means. You will forget this. And it's an action movie, so that means the the, the music can never, ever stop. No. Ever. Uh, yeah, thank you, Hans Zimmer, for making me miss the soundtrack from Leaving Las Vegas. Thank you so much. <laughs> I didn't think anybody could do it, but you managed it. Yeah, where was Sting in all this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and of course in this movie they used a lot of cage's input which uh you know yeah, he loves you know you could uh, see that it was it was his idea for, for his character never to swear and just say things like gee whiz yeah yeah and he it was his idea to make him a music lover and, a beetle maniac. Uh, <laughs> after talking to uh to a, a person who was actually doing this sort of job in in the real world uh he decided that he his character would not want to bring a child into the world and um also uh he says uh quote the fact of the matter is i rewrote most of my dialogue yeah oh, that, the also he changed the name from bill to stanley <laughs> oh really yeah. there, there, there are two like, different really? reasons for that he's like he's like <laughs> you know i feel like my character's not nerdy enough i need a nerd name like stanley thank you well he said that he he changed the name stanley because uh his his dentist was named Stanley and he thought that he he could use a lot of his mannerisms but uh and he, he also that, borrowed things from Richard Dreyfus and Jaws. Yes, yeah. he did. But he said that Connery was really happy when he changed the character's name to Stanley because Connery wanted them to have a sort of Laurel and Hardy vibe to their duo apparently cage is why connery wanted to do this one actually Uh, yes Uh, and he ended up sort of becoming a mentor to him nice yeah in fact um that's which is which is kind of sad because this is the movie where cage's career all went wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it was actually going well before this He said he felt that Sean was a mountain of wisdom. And uh, he said, quote, he became to some extent a mentor to me, which is a difficult relationship 
for actors to find. He likes actors and he doesn't like to be bullshitted or double crossed. He validated some of my thoughts that I was concerned about. He's enjoying a career where he's at the top of his form at his age, which is remarkable. I mean, who gets to act that long and still be the event with every movie? I would ask him questions about determining image, you know, uh, the movie star image. What about an actor who wants to change his voice or his look? He said, don't worry about that. Don't concern yourself with image. Just do your work. Yeah. Hmm. And then so, over the top the guy cuts Connery's hair. God, yes. <laughs> You know, uh, I, I, I felt it was kind of eerie and serendipitous, uh, Linda, that uh, the other week that you mentioned Claire Farwani, and here she is in this useless movie. Yes. In one scene. I must have just, like, forgotten, and, like, subconsciously it popped up, because well, I knew the, who the that this was coming up. who the fuck is she all of a sudden? I'm a movie star, really? It's like, no, no, dearie, no, you're not. Like, well, she was in... Uh, yeah, Metro Black and Mall Rats, yeah. and then briefly in this, very briefly in she this. Was the, well, she was one of the chicks in Mall Rats, huh? Yeah. But she yeah, wasn't the she one was, who went, uh... you fucker. No. <laughs> no. That was no, I think that was Joey Lawrence. Okay. Or Troy. Uh, the same one from Chasing Amy. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Chasing Amy. That one. Kevin Smith, everybody. Kevin Smith. <laughs> he has a small penis and almost died. <laughs> uh, 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 in uh, uh, for clerks, actually, one of the movie posters uh, advertised it as being the most profitable movie of its year mm -hmm. because they're like, oh well, you know, uh, Batman Forever uh, might have made some money, but uh, it cost this much. Whereas Clerk cost this much and made this much. <laughs> clerks, everybody, Clerks. <laughs> Miramax, won't you? <laughs> uh, 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 the Weinsteins. They're all <laughs> What? You got all these decisions to make as a director. I'm going to recast the lead and I'm going to rape you. Also, I may hit you in the face. I've got a very busy schedule, you see. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he's, he's, he's like that uh, politician in Detroit 9000. You know, he gets off in 30 <laughs> seconds and then the hooker is sent on her way. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of gross, um, <laughs> uh, in the scene where uh, Nick Cage is playing the guitar, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need that. Yes, yeah. the Gretchen guitar. Yeah, he. Uh, it was his plan to do that whole scene just like in purple Speedos just hanging around the house. Wow. Yeah, good, good idea. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, I defeated a terrorist bomb today, so I figured I'd go home early and play guitar naked. Yeah, what was your news, baby? <laughs> Um, um, hi, Nicholas Cage. I'm pregnant. Uh -huh. I'm your girlfriend. Hey, hello. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta love that writing. Like, I, I just don't see why anybody would want to bring another child into this world. Oh, I'm pregnant. It's the it's <laughs> Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I you also left out the best part, which is the ending, and how that just really leaves oh. to question why he did what he did to Cage and what Cage is going to now do with what he gave Cage. Yeah, they were going to do a sequel, actually. Well, Michael yeah. Bay wanted there to be a sequel where Cage uh, gets the government chasing him because he has the government secrets now, and then uh, Sean Connery as John Mason has to help him out of it. Uh. And, and it's not necessarily a bad idea. I mean... 
Yeah, it's just, again, what was he going to do with these secrets? Were they going to blackmail people for the rest of their lives and make no, money off of gonna it? he was just going to tell his uh, wife about who killed JFK, and he was going to have a giggle, and then... See, this is the thing about Michael Bay, too. It's like, hey, look, guys, there's Marines, and the government has shady cover-ups. It's fun! It's like, do you yeah. think maybe that's wrong? It's like, what's right or wrong? I need things to explode. Honestly, and then he was going to start WikiLeaks. Honestly, this movie, the the thing that this movie does for me is it reminds me of something that somebody did called Freddy Got Fingered, where <laughs> Tom Green is like, I'm just going to throw all this shit together because you mm. want me to make a movie. And it's like, that's how the ending felt when all of a sudden he's like, it's okay. Everything's better. Look, we got the jewels. And they take a scene right out of fucking Goonies for no fucking reason. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be okay. It's like, there was, there was no need for this. <laughs> yeah. And he had Rip Torn, though. I mean, Freddy Got Fingered <laughs> yeah. does improve when you consider it's just like, fuck you for paying to see this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas Michael Bay is doing that, but not intentionally. He doesn't even know. He's like a child. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's a child. Uh, fucking Transformers. <sighs> fucking The Island. <laughs> I'm Ewan McGregor. I'm briefly famous. I'm gonna start in this piece of shit. Hey, oh hey, god! Don't don't talk don't talk shit about Michael McGregor. Clark Duncan <laughs> tripped over his own intestines. Ah, <laughs> you broke my nose. Oh, I saw the love soccer. <laughs> Would this be a good time for a break? <laughs> I think so. I only had two shots. <laughs> Fuck you. We can keep this afloat. Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Weird Wednesday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. Listen to That's Weird on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on social media at That's Weirdcast. Who wants to talk <laughs> about the nerve gas and how you don't actually inject yourself with the heart until you've actually been exposed to it? Oh, with the gas that's supposed to kill you almost immediately after your skin is melted off and your insides go blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the, the nerve gas <laughs> I is like real that sound and the antidote is real, uh, apparently, according to trivia. Um, although it doesn't come in stupid, easy to break, break uh, glass beads, by the way. That's utter bullshit. Um, a fun fact, though, about this movie, though, apparently uh, it, it came to attention again in the early 2000s. <laughs> When uh, uh, British intelligence uh, followed a source that confirmed that Saddam Hussein had uh, had uh, weapons of mass destruction and, and mm -hmm. uh, nerve gas. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This source's description of the device is eerily like the one in the rock. <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute. Nerve gas isn't kept in beads of glass balls. That would be stupid. They're really easy to break, like in the rock. <laughs> and uh, well, the screenwriter's like, it's waste like, tax dollars wait a minute, going after why that. do we go to war based on you guys not checking this guy's description? Didn't you consult a, a, a chemical weapons expert? Are you stupid? <laughs> and apparently yes. they are. And Tony Blair knew about it, and we went to war anyway. The rock, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've made it clear yet, but I don't like this movie. 
Oh, yeah. Really? I actually used to like it until me and Linda, our cousin Mike, started going on and on about yeah. how he looked like Nick Cage and people confused oh, him for wait, Nick Cage. Oh, wait, cousin Mike was the one yes. who thought he was hot because he looked like Nick Cage? Yes, yes. yes okay. And he would keep repeating after he and I saw us in the theater the stupid-ass line of, I'll take pleasure in getting you, boy. And he would just say it over and over and quote oh. the movie over and over. So it kind of erased and, the movie uh, from our heads. And he was like, I'm a chemical super freak! <laughs> yeah. And he wouldn't let my dad and I enjoy Meet Joe Black because he had to go on and on about how Claire Forlani is just has the perfectly sculpted face. And what? she's just, what? She's what? just what? perfect. But no, she don't. Yeah. <laughs> she's Claire Forlani. We're like, yeah, that's that's nice. He I, also I've tried to watch Brad Pitt die. Jennifer Nobody. Aniston, which says a lot. Uh, 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 um, Jennifer so, Aniston, if you're listening, change your fucking hairstyle for once in your goddamn life. Why Funny? do you think Brad um, dumped you? You were boring. All right. Uh, you bitches have to, <laughs> to shut up about my girl Jennifer. No. <laughs> she needs to change. That movie rumor has it was fucking terrible. She will let herself decide about that okay? okay she can let that i'm just saying while she's letting herself decide sarah jessica parker is flying circles around her thank you <laughs> just saying <laughs> uh so um didn't I, she just get an oscar I or think, like an oscar nom? i think who which, which one did this i don't even pay Jennifer attention Aniston. to the oscars anymore it's it's all it's all shit uh, okay yeah, anyway cage movie I oh, have yeah. been drinking tequila. Okay, so since you brought it up, Donnie, <laughs> are, I think mm -hmm. I saw this in the first place after having seen Armageddon. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And being that I was Armageddon. like fifteen at the at the time, I was I was I was all for Armageddon. I'm like, it's really stupid and impossible, but I'm for it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I guess it's not so fine, but it's fine. <laughs> well, no, and it kind of um, goes in with this. It goes in with The Rock, By the Armageddon, way, this is the same president and Con Air. They're all essentially the same movie. Oh, yeah. No, they're all they're all just Jerry Bruckheimer jerk-off bullshit. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can't take this seriously even if you like it. It's just, it's a popcorn movie. You just yeah, have to yeah. acknowledge this is a popcorn Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Don Simpson lent it a little class before his massive cocaine-induced heart attack, but it is, this is, this is popcorn Hollywood shit. Mm -hmm. Well, like, the fact, uh... Like there's a the fucking boiler is on for oh, Alcatraz. Yeah. Like yeah, why yeah, would they have the boiler running? And yet they have this weird machine with 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 <laughs> incomplete gears and flamethrowers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of Galaxy Quest when they're like, "Why I is this here?" Yeah, yeah, it's the Omega Thirteen. There, the, the yeah. it, Connery has to get through the Omega Thirteen, and it's like I actually I actually wrote a little note about this. It's like every Michael Bay movie is part music video. Part commercial, mm -hmm. part video game, and a whole lot of shallow Americana masturbation. Yes. Yeah. Nailed so and then there's the whole sunshiny, like mine backlit, like, like like truck driver fucking Mercedes, like glossy, completely artificial. You know, and like and if anything is dirty or grungy, it's like all out like fake ass dirty grungy, like oh, like yeah. all the scenes on Alcatraz. And they really well, did shoot on Alcatraz, but there's so much fake shit in there. It's like, I don't yeah, believe like they had the this Yeah, like the fucking minecarts. Like, why yeah, are there fucking minecarts? Because they mentioned briefly about how it was used as a civil war fort. Uh, well, you know, uh, nobody, nobody successfully mapped the area under uh, Alcatraz because it's, you know, been rebuilt uh, so many times. It's a maze yeah. of shit, says Michael Bain. 
I'm in this movie too. Remember me? I was in William Friedkin's <laughs> Rampage. I'm a movie star. <laughs> you saw my butt. <laughs> I need some behind the scenes goodness on this because I really hate this okay. movie. I came across time for you, Sarah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. So uh, there had been numerous rewrites to the script from the producers, the director, Connery's writers, and the writers were pissed that everyone else was getting credit. Um, <laughs> I think kind of rightly so. And David Weisberg said, quote, Nick Cage, Sean Connery, Michael Bay, and Jerry Bruckheimer would not have been there if it had not been for our writing the dialogue and creating the characters. For Nick Cage to <laughs> Yeah, for Nick Cage to look at a line he rewrote and take responsibility is insulting. It remains ours. The characters, the story, the action are the same as we wrote. The writer <laughs> of Double Jeopardy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm Ashley Judd. My husband's supposed to be dead, but he ain't dead. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> well, I'm Tommy Lee Jones, Ashley Judd. I don't think I can let that happen. Um, also there was that scene where, uh, they, they're both shot from like below and they're in the water and there's like a fireball oh, above in them. which Michael Bay really endangered Nicholas Cage and Sean Connery. <laughs> totally did. They really um, did not want to do that because there was a real fucking fireball and a real chance that they could both fucking die. Two bankable yeah, stars. Uh, they had to have two people holding both of them down for 45 seconds in the water. And if they got to the surface, their faces and their hair would burn. So Connery was rightfully pissed. And he, he told Michael Bay, quote, if I screw up, my hair is going to burn off. Is that right? Why don't you fucking try it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th this, this is the thing about this, is the thing about, uh, this movie, about Michael Bay and Jared Bruckheimer movies, especially in the 90s in general. Is that um, a lot of the things that are done in this movie could have been done other ways or left out, and 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 it, the movie would have been perfectly fine. You know, like they they could have they could have done they could have done optical effects. You know, mm -hmm. uh, they they could have done maybe CGI, or they could have just not done the scene and had it work just as fine, or or or, or do like Tony Scott did in Top Gun and have a lot of really creative editing. Or just have George Miller direct it because or, holy shit, or because holy shit. Um, mm -hmm. But Michael Bay wanted to do, wants to do everything for real. He wants to blow a fuckload of money. He doesn't want to blow a little bit of money. He wants to blow a fuckload of money. And like his dad, James Cameron, yeah. for some reason, it always works out for him, except for Pearl Harbor. Um, and, well, and you know, and like, a... and it's like, it's like, it doesn't really end anything. It doesn't make it a better movie. And Michael Bay's directing it, so it makes it a worse movie at the end of the day. I have a fun little cagey fact from the movie. Ooh, cagey fact. Um, cage fact. Yeah. Uh, when in the scene where at the uh, toward the end where he's holding the flares and he's just kind of screaming, yeah, um, he based that scene on Modine screaming and Birdie when the birds have been incinerated. And he didn't find the uh, gay hairdresser offensive. In fact, he said that Michael takes chances with his humor. Uh, um, apparently if you inject yourself in the heart with atropine, and by the way, in reality, it's in the thigh most of the time. Um, yeah. uh, but if you inject yourself with atropine, you can't wave flares or do anything. You can do nothing. You just sit there <laughs> while, you're, while it speeds up your heart rate to counteract fucking nerve gas. Now, see, that would have made the beginning even funner. 
Uh, you want me <laughs> to jam myself in the fucking your heart <laughs> with this shit? Yeah, he's got his he's got his bald coworker there. It's supposed to be like the comic relief. It's like I almost yeah. jam myself in the fucking heart. It's like yeah, we get it in the heart. Okay, you're setting up later in the film. Well, I, I and know I it's a real thing. Anatomy, but like, didn't wasn't that a little too low? It was for in his, his heart? intestines. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. What? Do, put put it where it's good. You know, put it in the gut. <laughs> They're not going to Tarantino this shit and just put a red magic marker on their chest. <laughs> that was fucking tripping. God damn! <laughs> I said god damn! God damn, god damn. <laughs> I, I think we need to stop beating a dead horse because when we remind ourselves that Tarantino was ever good, we have to also remember the last 20 years and it makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, Should we just so, take a moment? Uh, when I first saw this movie, <laughs> um, this is another movie I rented with my brother back in the day. You know, and my mom. We'd seen Armageddon, and we were all fired up. We're like, hey, guys, it's another Michael Bay movie. Yeah, that doesn't have a non- negative connotation yet, because Pearl Harbor hasn't come out yet. Yeah, let's watch The Rock. Are you getting it? Armageddon it. I see what you did there. I was relatively well with the movie um, up to the point where uh, What's-His-Name from the West Wing starts talking about the, the alien landing, landing at Roswell. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, mm. okay, so this isn't a real movie. This is a, So, this so is that's a- where you checked reality out, not the whole car chase explosions <laughs> yeah. and... I was waiting on the James Bond movies. I'm used to there being excessive action and a movie being kind of ridiculous. I can live with that yeah. for the most part, but th- there's 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 always the straw that's going to break the camel's back. This is apparently no longer a thing. But for me, yeah. it was the Roswell line, and I'm like, really? I don't I don't know if I would have included that. So honestly, you just for me, what don't want to my... see the truth for Roswell. Yeah. What broke I my back it. in this was <laughs> when they had the uh, murder ball players going well, down the street. That's Mike, what Mike. broke it for me. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that too. That was that was Michael. <laughs> like we had a water truck, we had explosions, we had yeah. food stands. I mean, goddamn! I was like, now you have wheelchair bound athletes. Linda, in the I know you're a witness, and like I told Timmy, I'm not saying that there aren't extraterrestrials and that they haven't visited. I'm saying that the people who say that they've encountered one are usually full of shit. That's yes. true. Yeah. Okay, do, do, you, do you remember Strange Universe? Do you remember the show Strange Universe from back in the from back in the nineties? It's a strange universe out there, and we've got it covered. Yeah, and they'd yeah. show like 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 an actual real video somebody took of a UFO, and they're like, "What is that? I don't know. What is that? Oh, ah, uh, is that a spaceship? <laughs> I don't know." And it's out of focus, and it might as well be a shot of the moon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Which like is it's why it's we like, had to blow it's it. It's like up. all of a sudden it comes into focus, and it's a seventy-six ball. It's like, oh, never mind. That shit, the gas station. Oh man, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm tripping balls, man. That was some great A weed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we will be getting into that with what is it next? No, no, oh, we're going to get yeah. into that with knowing. Remember, knowing is oh, the one. That's with the it. Yes, with, like, yes, knowing please. with uh, with uh, fucking what's his name for Project Shadow Chaser. Well, we're going to need pot for next. I mean, that's just going to help mm. make sense. Well, dude, uh, look, look, I don't think I'm going to do another one of these sober, except possibly face off, since I like that one. Well, see, I'm glad you're getting on my level because I still have my bottle of Coppola solution for all the Coppola films we watched with Cage. 
Oh, I can't believe we did three Francis Ford Coppola movies on this podcast. I'm just I'm, oh that, that hasn't oh. Speaking yet. of which, Canada, look out! I've heard that Coppola is planning to bring the extended version of uh, of the Cotton Club to oh, Canada. So be oh, careful! Hide look Canada, out! Hide. <laughs> be ready. <laughs> By the way, uh, Tony Todd has like 10 movies coming out next year. So you're going to see yeah, Tony Todd oh, again. He's going good. Yeah, no, I, okay I, with that. I love you, Tony Todd. You are Love you, Tony Todd. You're our So favorite. where are we at now? Are we ready to face off on this oh, shit? Or are we still shitting God. on it? We got I, more I shit? Um, well, I can't feel yeah. my face. Um, you here to get your shit? Well, we could mention um, um, Linda, did what you did about the... Linda, did anybody else take us up uh, on the else? challenge yet? Hmm? No, not yet. God damn no, it, no. We're... You can bring up for, for the fine people the uh, who else was up for the role of Mr. Sean Connery's part. Of oh, John yeah. Mason. We should probably oh, yeah. mention that Arnold Schwarzenegger was very nearly in this movie. Um, that would have been very interesting. He was offered the role of John Mason. Sean Connery's character is an MI5 guy, kind of like James Bond, yeah. uh, who got caught with stealing America's secrets from J. Edgar Hoover and was imprisoned like ever since. Yep, but uh, they years. offered this role to uh, to Schwarzenegger, but when they showed it to Schwarzenegger, the script was only 80 pages long and had a lot of like scribbles in the margins. He's like, I'm not impressed. I would like to see something finished. I really would have been curious to see where it went. But but instead he made Eraser with James Caan. <laughs> Which is, when, when, you, when you break it down, it's about as good. It just didn't make money, you know. Yeah. Vanessa Williams is in it, you know. The days well, of Total when... Recall were far gone. Good old Total Recall. The days bitching. of Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I have been drinking. When he was uh, talking about Stanley, Cage said, quote, I saw Stanley as a different kind of action hero, a reluctant one who is not heroic because he's got a steroid ripped body or a robot head. I wanted to play a decent man who doesn't have an interest in killing and who doesn't swear. But he does end up swearing. And he does end up killing. Because he evolves. Yeah, no, and I mean, like, does. that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, there there, there are some interesting points where there's attempted, like, storytelling and character and cinematics mm-hmm. in this, you know. There's Richard yeah. Harris's character uh, of, of the general who's pissed off about uh, military guys, not, their families not being compensated after doing covert ops, which is a real issue, by yeah, the way. Like, and Harris. not just for covert ops. Like, lots of military families do not do not get benefits. They get fucked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, like, and I don't really have a dog in that fight, but it's fucked up, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this movie had as much story as Galaxy of Terror did, at least character-wise. So <laughs> Man, you kind of just I... go with it fucking love galaxy of terror i um, live and die by the crystals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he did <laughs> uh, I wrote... <laughs> so robert england you, guys... you were rather good in that movie where the maggot fucked the girl <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ some of his he best was. work um... <laughs> Are you guys ready for face off? Oh, I was born uh, ready. Oh, okay. I'm gonna be interested to hear what you guys had to say because I'm fucking lost in this shit. All right, Donnie, what you got? Okay, so for the part of John Mason, I've got Dolph Lundgren. For Hell the part yeah. of General Francis, Jean Claude Van Damme. For Director oh, Womack, I've got Sylvester Stallone. Oh, for yeah. Stanley Goodspeed, we've got Ben Stiller. <laughs> and for Carla, Miss Angela Lansbury. Oh, Hell yeah! <laughs> vastly improved. What? No role for Sir Gary Daniels? 
Well, I mean, if we had to, we could go with the man who needs no introduction from Top Gun and was Captain Dallas in Alien. I think we all know who this man is. Oh, Tom Scarry! Tom Scarry! Bless you, Tom Scarry. Tom Scarry. I'll be your wingman anytime. <laughs> what, what if it was the rock 72 and Stanley good speed was played by Arnold Stang? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your choice? Adrian? Uh, with Lee Marvin as John Mason. <laughs> and then, and then maybe, uh, you, you'd have, uh, Oh, what's his name as, uh, as, as the, as the, as the, uh, Wolbeck, you piece of shit. Wolbeck. <laughs> Were those your choices this week? Sure, we'll we'll go we'll go with that. I cannot feel my face. <laughs> and uh, for me, I chose as Mason either uh, the OG Christopher Lee yeah. or Terrence Stamp. Hmm. And uh, for Stanley Goodspeed, I would choose either Billy Zane, wow. your friend Billy Zane, or Ethan Hawke. No, wait a minute, Billy Zane. That means that John Mason has got to be Tom Berenger over again. Yeah, <laughs> Sniper Five, The Rock. Yes, a film by Luis Losa. Then would we could we have uh, uh, Judd Law playing the Michael Jude? Bean part? <laughs> Trust me, I'm always I thinking that about Judd Law. <laughs> it's like they saw that scene at the end of Witness, and they just wanted to do it like twice over. Yeah, yeah. So this is the part Fair where enough. all the Marines get shot up in the shower scene, and the one guy who, who who looks like Taylor Lautner twenty years earlier is all like, "No, I want to go up there and get killed too." And Sean Connery's like, "Don't get killed, dumbass!" And like, <laughs> "No, no, I want to get dead too." And I'm gonna look around. I forgot I'm a Marine. What's going on? Oh, right in the head. I'm dead. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> hey fall guys, back. What's going on? Freak out cage. <laughs> hey, fellas. <laughs> See, that would have been perfect for John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in oh. like 96 yeah yeah no, definitely why didn't we watch executive decision you guys why wasn't this well, a comedy with like adam sandler ben stiller john oh, liquizamo chris farley and ivory ways <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i don't know uh, uh t- i'm your guys- oh. bob I've, oh God, Apparently yes. Ed Harris Apparently. was really cracked up by Ranger Bob. Wow. Yes, he said he had a fit of the giggles that day, and the his scene with with Ranger Bob was supposed to go on a little longer, but he couldn't you, hold you, it together. You, you can see it. You can see it. He can't. He can't help but crack a smile. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, uh, you know, I'd usually have my clothes off segment here, but there was no nudity, just implied nudity. Yeah, maybe Cage and and girlfriend McGirlfriend fuck out there on the roof. You know, they're kind of fully dressed at the time. Yeah, and you can well believe she was the prom crane because she's a bubble-headed idiot. Hey, she had sass, and they could not handle her in that car. She did what she did to go find out where he was. Okay, fine, I'll do it myself. Um. My um, fiance is Stanley Goodspeed, just so you know. You know, 
to be fair, the FBI was pretty dumb shit in this movie because they all were mm. eating free food without questioning why it was sent up to the room. Like, oh, you got to try this yeah, lobster. Who cares? This like, is an distraction. They're like, you don't need a gun, dummy. Huh, gun. Huh, yeah. And then she finds that he's going to have to, like, get into scuba gear and he our deep diver swim. gear. and. Yeah, she says he can't even he can't even snorkel. Now, I, and I was thinking like they were gonna make something with that, but no. they never did. I appreciate the fact that unlike other certain Michael Bay movies, like the chick factor is very minimal in this one. You oh, know, absolutely. Like, like girlfriends and daughters are represented, but they're by but they're by no means integral. Yeah, you yeah. mean kind of like you long know, enough to be like, yeah, they have somebody. I get it. They don't want San Francisco to get filled with poison gas. If their girlfriends weren't in town though, they'd want all they they want everybody there to get dead. And they also weren't filmed like Victoria's Secret models every time yeah. they were on screen either. I mean, but but uh, they are both really terrible. And if they got hit with poison gas and it was on camera, I'd watch. Yeah. Well, that's like a Michael Bay thing. Like he just yeah. has char- like female characters that are just real dumbasses. No, well, that's the odd thing. It's like Michael Bay's uh, like best female lead was probably Liv Tyler in Armageddon. True. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do you guys have any KG wisdom, Donnie? Uh, never get stuck between a rock and a hard case. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a hard case of scotch. <laughs> I'll take the rapist. We're <laughs> <laughs> well, really mighty, my penis man. I don't mind telling you. <laughs> the penis, my dear. I forget the rest, but your mother's a whore. Adrian, do you have any drunk wisdom? dear sweet Jesus. Well, okay, uh, apparently you can inject yourself in the heart with atropine any old time and go run a marathon and it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, tell your Catholic girlfriend you'll be right back and somehow she'll follow uh, (laughs) you to FBI headquarters and, you know, it'll all work out and you'll get married and have an ugly dog for no reason. Yeah. Hey, that dog wasn't ugly. The it whole movie was the dog was cutest in the whole movie, motherfucker. This was no John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> My wisdom I found was uh, two pieces. Uh, first being, don't trust the government, and we're all screwed because we're only one incident away from a horrible apocalypse. That did the government. <sighs> they keep them uh, um, UFOs under with them black helicopters. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, uh, losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom, prom queen or the prom king. I prefer and the palm king. <laughs> I don't want to drink pom that pom. drink. It tastes like charity shit. Yeah. I guess this is the point where I say, please listen, follow, rate, and review oh, Kitchen's Kiss God, on Apple must. Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> on Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, YouTube. And uh, if you don't have a Podcoin account, be, be sure to use the code Cage's Kiss to get extra points for you and for us. Uh, we are also your on audience, Google Play. You're ugly, but I'm sober on different podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let this be a lesson to you out there, kids. Know your limits. <laughs> <laughs> and know your deal. <laughs> Donnie, do you have any plugs? Uh, well, I'm still the boy who blew. I also am Unreal Goals at Twitter. (laughs) And I still like to say, I really do think that he fucked that bird and birdie. Otherwise, I got nothing else to plug. Oh, without a doubt. (laughs) 
<laughs> Adrian, what 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 do you have to plug? Uh, oh, your I put mom. some shit up on my YouTube. Yeah, your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I got a video on YouTube where I draw me a picture and rattle on about art books. Uh, you should go to my DeviantArt at leothefoxanddeviantart.com. You should pay me to draw your shit because I do that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at Cage'sKiss.com and you can write to us at Cage's Kiss at gmail.com. Go to our Patreon. We don't have it set up yet. Yeah, but once we have it set <laughs> it's up, it's going to be fucking bitching, so keep checking. Yeah. We need merch. Uh, we will be seeing you next week with. Con Air. Yeah! Gonna get us some Cusacks. <laughs> and and uh, Ving Rhames all over again. It's gonna be like Vuja Day. Yeah! Naughty! 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 Uh, put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> no, that's the next one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a real pity that uh, Simon West's uh, bullshit career didn't take off the way Michael Bay's did. Yeah, I mean, At like least we it's some like Steve Buscemi. That's true. Mm. Yeah, a baby face Buscemi. Ba- no, baby face is Dana Carvey in Racing with the Moon. Remember, like they, they, they had the on camera <laughs> oh, abortion, yeah. and it was him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> Look at what you see in your face. The mirror on Make believe I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the light. Oh, wait, wait. We are going to be sued for that, right? <laughs> oh, totally. Without a doubt. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, that's why you're going to cut it Please send us money so we could send Adrian to some treatment. (laughs) They didn't even write that song. I could eat a page for hours. Please.